welcome back to the pod guys i'm your host austin and sam's with me this week hey and this is a big episode for us because as of today this is episode 42 we are officially a sponsored podcast all right (laughs) uh we are sponsored uh by eclipse holsters uh great holster company from the east coast uh they do great work if you guys are in the market for a great quality kydex holster eclipseholsters.com um we reached out and we talked to to jess the owner uh about working with her after uh my wife lexi she got a holster through them we had a tremendous customer service experience uh we love the product great quality and that's really what you know solidified in our mind that that's the kind of you know organization that we want want to be partnered with uh lexi had a she used to carry a springfield xds basically what what got us involved with with them as a consumer was uh, i bought that holster for her as a uh, christmas gift because of one of the patterns that they offered that she really really liked and then shortly thereafter uh christmas um, when the stimulus the second round of stimulus came through she wound up buying herself a uh, glock 43x uh, to carry so she reached out uh, and just inquired if they had any kind of exchange program or anything that she could do. They have a 100% you know, customer guarantee warranty program. All we had to do was pay to send it back. Uh, they were more than happy to exchange it out. Uh, same print, same uh, clip uh, for the 43X. You know, no questions asked, no problems there. Uh, and they also offer for you, you know, ladies that are, that are listening, uh, something I've not seen in other, other companies. It's called a Fabra Clip. Uh, that easily attaches to your uh, leggings, yoga pants, uh, whatever the the proper nomenclature is for that. Um, So you can actually carry uh, without having to have a super thick gun belt on. I know guys, we wear those and it's, it's no big deal for us, you know, but for the ladies, you know, wardrobe uh, restrictions being what they are with some of your outfits and stuff. uh, Lexi loves that fabric clip. It's amazing. Um, that's really what got us sold on that. Uh, we love the the build quality, uh, and they guarantee you'll have your your holster shipped to you uh, out in the mail. I should say in three days or less. Which, uh, if you guys are looking right now, not a whole lot of companies doing that. Um, you know, they're very transparent on everything. If you check out their their Instagram profile, they they're putting stuff out in the mail every day. They're getting orders out. Uh, they're, they're adding new prints, new selections. They got a wide variety of firearms that are available, uh, you know, for your holsters, for your magazine needs inside the waistband, outside the waistband with a light, without a light. Uh, they do dump trays. They do, uh, they do Kydex wallets. They do tourniquet holders. They do handcuff holsters, you know, you name it. They've got it. Uh, great company and to help you guys out, save you a little bit of money. They hooked us up with a discount code prepared one five. That's prepared one five for fifteen percent off, and you can't beat that. Fifteen percent off, great quality product, great warranty coverage, fantastic company. They've been around for. Uh, they actually just celebrated eight years, so we're super super excited uh, to make this announcement and and you know to be working with them uh, as a partner. So head over to their website, check it out, and if you guys are looking for a holster, eclipseholsters.com. This week. Uh, Sam and I, you know, this is big news for us, right? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, taking that next step in in what's been a otherwise kind of a, uh, small operation 
And so I just want to talk about, you know, what got us to this point, right? It's been a weird year. I mean, yes, COVID, but we've gone through some other stuff. You've definitely gone through some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of looking forward to, you know, what the next year is going to be like and what we want to do, right? I feel like we're not out of it yet. You know, I mean, COVID vaccines are there and it's mm-hmm. like a thing. Yep. Um, so we're like seeing, you know, that like light at the end of the tunnel. I think a lot of us are really chomping at the bit to get back to normal life. Something that is normal. Yeah. yeah. So, and I know we've got... Uh, we got a couple offers out there right now for other stuff to to expand and to do. We've got ideas on stuff you and I both want to do. Um, so, I mean, that's that's what we're going to talk about today is kind of a state of the union, but it's the state of the podcast. Uh, what's going on with everything at Prepared Mindset, you know? Uh, it's been like, uh, when do we launch? It's been about nine months, mm-hmm. really, since we launched, I think, our first episode. But since we really started talking and work on this, it's been every bit of a year. Yeah, just about. <clears throat> you know, because it started as a discussion, you and me going back and forth a lot. There's definitely a lot of uh, late night conversations and messages and all kinds of ideas thrown around. Um, you know, and even just getting started, such a struggle. <laughs> not I think knowing. it's the hardest part of anything. Yeah, well, I mean, the courage to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought people were, were going to think I was crazy. You know, um, because, you know, you tell people you're starting a podcast and it's like, well, on what? Well, prepping and survival. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, someone lost their mind. Yeah, all it's right. like, <laughs> hey, you got any tinfoil left for the rest of us there, <laughs> yeah. buddy? Or did you turn it all into hats? <laughs> but, uh, and then just learning, um, you know, learning the, the software side of it was, has been, um, and you, had, and there's been a couple episodes where the sound quality hasn't been so great and that's, uh, those are growing pains, mm-hmm. right? Just learning how to do all that, um, getting the equipment, uh, the microphones and everything. And, you know, if you guys have looked into podcasting on your own, there's, there's a bit to it, you know, it def- there's definitely a learning curve. I can tell you guys for sure. I spent several nights, <laughs> like three, four hours sitting here putzing around and I don't even have an expensive setup. I use a free software for the most part. And then I pay for a hosting site. Um, that was probably really getting it going was probably one of the harder aspects. I, I cranked out, you know, episode ideas and like try to figure out logistics on it. Sam and I both, I mean, we had, we had some pretty good ideas. Like we made a pretty decent list mm-hmm. when we got started. Yeah. I mean, I a like, lot of it, <clears throat> a lot of the conversation I felt was just pretty natural just because mm-hmm. um, this is a hobby that both you and i are interested in right so to me personally i i never felt like oh we're, we're doing a project i just felt like oh hey let's uh let's kind of just hang out and talk let's about shit. Just hang out and, like talk about shit yeah we'll just put like a agenda on it right so i just plan it out and i, I thought for sure i was like this will get us easily we'll get you know a year <laughs> or a year and a half out of this and we i think we worked through most of those episodes and we definitely weren't at a year yet, you know, so yeah. you kind <clears> of <throat> had to get a little creative. Um, but then a lot of the stuff starts to present itself on its own too, mm-hmm. you know, through just through everyday life and every everyday stuff you encounter. So that's, and I think that's kind of what drives it, you know, right? How this is going to, or how it does uh, play into our, our day-to-day lives and um, what makes it easy. You know, I don't, I don't typically dread having to, you know, sit down and record or do research for this. Um, no, I look it's something to it. do out of enjoyment. 
you know, or the videos for the Instagram profile. Like I like dry firing. It's fun. You know, I mean, it's not always fun, but you know, you got to work on stuff. You get there. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It is, it's enjoyable. So, um, you know, we, we got the, you know, started bringing on guests, um, and some of them actually are on my list to, to bring back on here. I'd like to really have Spencer come back on and retouch on some of the medical stuff. You know, I think that's a huge part of like everyday carry and yeah. uh, prepping that more people. And Lex and I just talked about this with like workplace stuff. I think it's, I think it's the biggest piece of all this, like training that people overlook and that like, and it's so mm-hmm. easy. Um, cause yeah. Yeah, we talk about with, cool. we talk about like shooting, right? You can't buy skill. Uh, you can't just buy the new gear and it's gonna make you a better shooter. Right. But med, you pretty much can buy, you can, you can advance your stock in that, um, so to speak by just buying more stuff. Now, certain things you have to know how to do it and apply it and everything, but like, it's like 80% of it is just having what you need to have. The materials need to have like bandages, band-aids, ointments, creams, gloves, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're one of those people that maybe you hate guns and you love spending money, like bam, medical prepping is for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh, medical or even just things like, um, food stockpiling or dude, that's really uh, overlooked. And I think we we lived through it, right. With the, uh, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. Yeah. That just shows you how fucking stupid people are. Dude. It's really, it really does. And honestly, and and it seems so long ago, right? It seems so long ago. It really wasn't that long ago. We are, uh, today's the 16th. Today's, uh, Lexi's birthday. So happy birthday to my lovely wife, Lexi. Hey, but, um, the 15th, March 15th was, uh, no, actually I think it was the 16th, uh, was the last day I was in my office at work. I remember, um, my car was in the shop. So I had a coworker that happened to live in the, the near area, dropped me off at a mire that was close to my wife's, <clears throat> um, building. And we went to go just pick up some basic food stuff. Not, yeah. Do I remember the frozen food section was barren? Yep. Well, I, sh- I should say the meat section was barren. The frozen food actually had quite a bit of stuff because we got like right. the essentials, you know, dino nuggets and, yeah, you know, uh, we all got the all the go-tos, man. Yeah, all your staples. Um, <laughs> all the perishables were gone. All the beef and chicken was gone, like yeah. completely just yeah. wiped out, which I thought was weird if people were thinking, we're you know, be stuck at home for so long and everything. Um, why uh, wouldn't you go for the stuff that's... It's because as soon as mass hysteria sets in, yeah. You know, people don't think rationally anymore. Well, and you can it's tell. All, it's all just reaction. Yeah. You know? And you can tell because you look at people's, uh, like, you know, and, like, I'm a big fan of people watching and just right. and observations. Right. And I, I, I 100% believe you can gleam, like, 90% of a person just off observations alone. Mm. Um, you look at some of these people's shopping, shopping carts, and it's, like, seven 12-packs of Mountain Dew Eight Dude. packs of Oreos, as much bacon as they could find. Dude. And it's like, okay, like, listen. If COVID I, doesn't kill you, a fucking stroke will, man. Well, I think people kind of didn't. Or something. It just shows you. People didn't think this was going to be that big of a deal. They yeah. thought we were going to be two to four weeks. Well, the government know. said two weeks it's going to gonna be a two-week stint <laughs> to flatten the curve. And then every fucking two weeks that went by, it's like two more weeks. Oh two my God. more weeks it's like a broken record dude that went on for a goddamn year and can you believe we still have people that are out there uh i just got into a fight with a friend on facebook the other night wanted to tell me what kind of a fool i am uh for t- like hey yeah you know what you're gonna see people without masks 
people are getting vaccinated. Yeah. Well, no, it's not the decent thing to do. Well, if they're vaccinated, then, you know, do I agree with it? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. The point is people are sick of wearing masks. If they went on and got fully vaccinated, they're not worried about catching it anymore. Then you're going to see, and and it was at a Walmart of all places. You know what I mean? So I feel like that in itself, you kind of got to lower that bar. (laughs) Like you're at Walmart, man. Like that says everything it needs to. But, you know, so... (laughs) we're going to see the masks go away. We're right. on the road to recovery. Um, as they should, as we recover as a nation. Yeah. And and really, I know a lot of, you're starting to see a lot of the Hollywood people come out and they're starting, you know, they're criticizing states for opening, like Texas, for opening back up and stuff. And, oh, well, we're just going to hoard all of our precious vaccine for ourselves since you people must not want it. It's like, that's not what that means. Like, life goes on, right? And I said yeah. this, I said this 30 episodes ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. You know, the world keeps turning. So yep. people got lives to live, man. You yeah. know, also like we this, got through yeah. this. This whole COVID thing, you know, it, what, is it legitimate? Was it legitimate? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID, it's like it was a real thing. It is a real thing. Yeah. But politicians being politicians and doing what they do. Never let a good tragedy go to waste. Goddamn right. They <laughs> made it so goddamn political oh, yeah. that now... It's it's become a, a political thing. Like Republicans, mm-hmm. as a political statement, now don't wear a mask. Like yeah. y- you know, like and not because they're worried about they're not worried about COVID, but because like that's what their political party is doing to, you know, to draw a line it's because in the sand. The the left is so because the left the opposite is direction exactly it, because the left is gonna, saying everyone yeah. wear a goddamn mask. Yeah. So they're intentionally doing the opposite. And honestly, and, and really this made it, it made, this was honestly another one of the biggest, I guess, hurdles or obstacles when we were really getting things rolling, right, was bringing guests on, mm-hmm. people that are, and even now still to some degree, people that are concerned with catching COVID. And we had Spencer right. on talking about EMT uh, preparations and what he, you know, he sees in his line of work and things yep. like that. Yeah. Uh, he had, he had, he had COVID. And, you know, it was, I think he had, he had had COVID six or eight weeks before I, you know, we had him on the podcast, but he was very weary about it. I mean, mm. in an EMT, you know, role, yeah, you're, you're seeing, you're in and out of the hospitals, you're seeing people and stuff. And then, yeah. um, I have friends in law enforcement that I contacted while coming on that say, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do it, but not until I get my vaccine, my wife won't let me. Right. Right. And I'm like, Annoying as that is to hear, because it's like, well, you're a police officer, you're out there mingling with the people, anyways. But you're like, what the fuck's like, the I, difference? I, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it though. I get you it. You know, and it, ironically, you know, you're traveling out of state and stuff on vacation. You know, and like, hey, much love, bro. You guys live your life the way you want to, but yeah. it seems like the concerns may be misplaced in some avenues. Just my opinion, but you know, like I was saying, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Um, which hopefully means that you know uh, everything that we we learned and used and, and and grew from in this first year, kind of setting our foundation, getting up to the point where we're at today, is uh, has us prepared to make great strides mm-hmm. in the next year. You know, two years, whatever this ends up being. I don't know. Um, I hope it ends up being a couple of years. I I'm happy with things so far, and I know we have a bunch of I I know. Uh, I have a couple people lined up that I want to have come on and talk about different topics that everything from eating better and working out to, um, vehicle prepping, mm-hmm. you know, or, or not even prepping, but vehicle care and maintenance, because, uh, 
if you don't have a vehicle, you're not going to get very far. I mean, let's just be mm-hmm. honest. You know, I mean, you can walk, but shit, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and you know, hopefully, get some. You know, we both have mutual friends that are in uh, you know law enforcement, um, military capacities. Uh, I really want to do some more stuff with uh, you, you know. I've been talking about a lot of like rucking, yep. getting out there and doing that. Yep. Um, honestly, what I really like to get do more research into is the food prepping. Like get yes. real deep into it because a lot of that stuff, you start looking at nutritional values. You can structure like a meal plan and stuff. And there's yeah, that's really important. Um, I didn't realize. I, I started looking into some of this. I didn't realize that uh, I, I kind of assumed that. Um, <laughs> Because you, they fed you MREs in the military. You could just buy a bunch of those and you'd be fine. I mean, you you could. But it, what yeah. I found out is that you, because your body needs X amount of like real protein, right? Um, and MREs are mostly carbs to give you the energy to, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't really sustain yourself. I don't know, man. Properly I, I lived off, off MREs. MREs for a long fucking time. <laughs> But I mean, like, it, it, we're talking like months, saying, no, you know right. what I mean? And it's like, yeah, or, or extend it even to like, uh, you know, we were in lockdown for a yeah. year. Let's say someone is like so um, paranoid about COVID that they don't even want to use an external food source. You know, they only want to use their own. Like, I'm I'm kind of yeah, just yeah. drawing up a, a no, strange I could see it. Honestly, here, I'm just thinking of the people that were afraid of going to the grocery store and stuff. They're, those people are out there, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, we don't. It's not safe. I'm like, well, there's a certain yeah. amount of risk with anything, but if you don't go get food, you're right. definitely going to die, yeah. as opposed to possibly dying from covid you're definitely dying of starvation so right but uh, and yeah. one might suck a hell of a lot more yeah not that i've ever gone through any kind of starvation but i assume for everything i've seen on tv that's probably not pleasant yeah no i, I do think that this this covid scenario has been a very eye-opening experience when it comes to how much power the government really does have over everyone like if they want to shut down the fucking country and keep you in your house, Yeah, they can. And they fucking will. That's, yeah, I think that's really what a lot of us are pushing against, right? You know, yeah. to, to re, and I'm, and I'm not blind to the, um, to the implications, right? You right. Know, I don't, I don't think that COVID's a scam. I had COVID. Right. All right. I lived through it. I can basically take a Sharpie to the whole month of November on last year's calendar because I got it, like, basically I got sick a day or two after the election and I uh, got tested, and then it was three or four days to come back, so I quarantined, and then it was two weeks of quarantine. So basically the first three weeks of the month of November, completely in the black, and then it was the week of Thanksgiving, which nobody saw family at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the whole month of November for me is just <laughs> shot, completely done. Um, yeah. You know, I don't – I'm not saying that I don't think that it's serious or, or anything, but it's – I think – you know, uh, from like a, a psychological standpoint for a lot of different health reasons. Um, people got to start getting out of the house and get back to normal life, man. Yeah, like yeah, you really sure. started to take, uh, or realize how much you took for granted, just the ability to go out and have a beer, mm-hmm. you know, just something it's relaxing about, you know, I don't have to clamp after myself. I can just leave my empties right here. No wife to yell at me about it. <laughs> and, you know, you know what I mean? It's just there's something yeah. psychological about that. And and I think that really that this project helped me fill that kind of that that void right. working on this and um, working with you on stuff. And uh, it helps you. You kind of got to keep busy. Yeah. I feel like is, is one of those you really just have to keep your mind from just going stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You got to stay busy, man. You know, and then I had my trip, uh, you know, northern Michigan 
with Ryan and Jake. Um, we've been talking with Ryan about partnering on some new stuff, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, going into this year, going into the warmer months. Because we're still here in Michigan uh, with these really awesome, really awesome uh, 10 to 25 degree temperature jumps day to day um that we're experiencing so in northern michigan today i think the high for us in lower michigan was like 48 degrees yep um the high up there is probably still somewhere around the low 30s so we're probably assume you know we're gonna wait till it gets a little bit nicer up there um but you know some stuff uh you know with our friend ryan um things like land navigation the rucking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh obviously shooting i have not been to a range in it's official over a year now no, yes. I, I shot with him in September, so no. it's been I, about six have, months. Yeah, I have not actually shot in over a year. I did I did find some ammo, though, online. What? what? Yeah, yeah, it was like 16 bucks for 20 rounds at 5.56223. It was PMC <laughs> bronze. It was a decent brand. Um, but, you know, you, you, you're paying about 50% markup on it from what yeah, it used to no, be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which actually really isn't that bad considering what you're seeing you know in stores when you do see it i have not been able to find nine mil in stock that's Uh-oh. that's really hurt my soul no i haven't dude i haven't seen nine mil so in, and anywhere um and that was i honestly you know investing in this pot i'm gonna use the term investing because to me it's kind of what it is right um investing in the podcast and it's also kind of how i justified it to my wife when i was spending money um <laughs> you know and it's things an like investment. uh <laughs> the uh the dry fire mag right uh, that I use it. I have, you know, Trevor has one. I have one, uh, for the Glocks. That's been a great training tool. Um, you know, in, in the, you know, got some of those cardboard targets off Ben Stoger's website. Mm-hmm. Um, and just spending, you know, you start to, I, I've kind of figured out how much, how many things I can fix individually with my shooting, um, without actually using ammunition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It puts a whole new spin on being frugal, you know. Uh, and I even look at it as being frugal because I would definitely spend the money on it. The problem is I can't even find it in stock to overpay right. for. Right. Like I would overpay gladly if I could find it in stock anywhere. Once again, reinforcing the importance of preparation. Because yeah. once shit hits the fan and hysteria sets in. <laughs> like it did. Like it did. <laughs> at that point, it, it's too late to prepare yeah, you can't just run it oh i'll just run out and grab more when everything blows up you can't because everyone is saying oh i'll just run out and Mm -hmm. grab more same thing even with if you're one of these people that are thinking okay well i have a shotgun right Right. for home defense and hunting right and if things ever go weird then i'll get serious about buying a handgun well um right now you you're starting to see more stuff show up but for the immediate probably six months after lockdown from probably mid end of march call it call beginning of april to you know almost the holidays you couldn't find anything in stock yeah it's too late at that point yeah exactly and um you're just now starting to see stuff come back around and Mm -hmm. even at that it's at higher prices you know so hey picking up a handgun for self-defense when everything goes sideways it's not a good plan it's actually the absence of a plan right (laughs) you know yeah yeah instead of uh setting up preventive controls you're someone's now being completely reactionary yeah. And they've already missed the fucking bus. Like, and honestly, it's already gone. Maybe that's 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 one of the things I've I've honestly been thinking about because I have a couple of friends that have contacted me about wanting to buy a gun and have questions and stuff. Maybe I'll like document that 
mm. and do an episode with them on their thoughts before and after purchasing a gun and, mm. and things like that. I, I, I didn't, you know, and I've never really wanted to bring anybody on here to like argue points with them. You know, right. I don't want to bring somebody on who's, who's so radically left and against the second amendment, but maybe just to, you know, I thought it'd be cool to, to get a perspective on somebody who doesn't know a damn thing about firearms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just address some of those questions. Cause yeah. I know, I can talk about the thoughts I had before I bought my first gun. It's all blue in the face, but realistically right. not having, you know, being in that moment it is a little bit different. Yeah. Or we, uh, we both know a friend who before COVID didn't really give a shit about having a gun. And then once COVID set in, they wanted one, mm-hmm. but then couldn't find one. Or couldn't get one. I'm not sure. You have to tell me when we're done here which uh, right, which right. friend this is because <laughs> I there's a couple of people that reached out to me that were like, yeah, I'm, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I'm like, okay, do it. And yeah. they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I mean, everyone talks about it. It's like all those things when you're younger. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to buy guns when I'm older. I'm going to have a Corvette when I'm older. I'm going to whatever when I'm older. And it's like, you know, and I get it because some of it's just, man. you know, childish shit. But yeah. like. I really do think um, that you gotta you, you gotta be prepared, obviously, but yep. you gotta look at some of these things and go, okay, is this just me being a child spending money on this? And it could may be. be, it could be, yeah, it could be, um, or is this something that is beneficial for my family? You know, well, if you're the main provider in your house, and this is not to be sexist, but if you're the man in the house, if, right. whoever's you know whoever, maybe you know, uh, it's you're two women living together. If you're the one that's taken charge of the household and security, you know, and it's, or may, you're just concerned about it in general, right? It's a justified purchase, you know. And the nice thing about most firearms today, with the technology we have, you buy a reputable firearm. You talk your uh, M and P's, Sig, Glock, yeah. uh, CZ, yeah, um, Beretta, dude. They're gonna last you. you as long as you take care of them, decent. Yeah, they're gonna last you 10, 20 years. Really, I mean, there's no reason why it shouldn't, um, especially if you're just the occasional shooter that just keeps up on your training and stuff. Now, if you're one of these, um, you know, Instagram influencers where you're putting a thousand rounds a week downrange, well, then you're probably going to wear through some slides and stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Totally different conversation. Absolutely. Um, and you notice I rattle off a couple brands there. Yeah. Um, I usually don't even include Beretta in that list, but I know that they make a good product. Yeah. Um, I still firmly stand by, and this is something we talked about. Um, before and you know before you have the podcast you know just looking at stuff that would you know that comes out in the market and everything like we were messaging each other last night because uh smith and wesson dropped the shield plus yes you know 13 plus one they finally fixed that shitty trigger that i hate yeah um i will never um after personal experiences and and you know horror stories and stuff i've seen i won't ever tell anybody to go out and buy like a, a ruger or a springfield no, no i just won't <laughs> you know um and we've covered that in a couple different episodes but i just i feel like every time it comes up i just have to point it out in case somebody <laughs> hasn't listened to the other episodes like friends don't let friends buy ruger or taurus i feel like that that's uh, usually like you know what, honestly it, new new buyers always think like well this one's only two hundred dollars like no yeah no 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 god we really need to do this we should we should do an episode with one of our friends that's looking to get into a gun and like here i want you to do like three printouts of guns that you're looking at and then we'll evaluate and talk about it and we'll you know what i mean like not to say hey you might be right on the money you may also be really far off and i you know i'll even give taurus the benefit of the doubt on the uh, was it the g2c 
the, the, right, the millennium. Right, right, yeah. That one's actually got like some pretty good pull going for it. A lot of people said they're very happy with it. However, I, I've, I have seen videos of some of their um, other offerings, like full-size stuff. Yeah. I saw a YouTube video of a guy literally loaded gun, finger out of the trigger guard, and just shakes the gun, and it goes off. <laughs> I'm like, that's some quality Dude. right there, man. You know, uh, oh, yeah. God. Just because it's a, it, just because it's cheap um, and it goes bang doesn't mean that it's that's not necessarily the choice for no, you. You want to go bang at the right time. Yeah, and preferably not yeah. take your hand off it with <laughs> right. it. You know, the, the picture you were just showing me, we don't even. We were debating whether it was uh, photoshopped <laughs> yeah. or not. It blew the the striker, um, which essentially is the firing pin. For those of you guys that don't know, um, there's subtle differences between a striker and a firing pin. They both do about the same thing. They they pop the primer at the back of your cartridge, yeah. um, which makes the bullet go bang. Uh, but it, this thing, this gun blew apart and blew the striker out the back of the slide, and it ended up about a what, half an inch below the dude's right eye, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty gruesome, uh, I'll be honest. And uh, a realistic uh, fear of mine, <laughs> you know, but I also... I've actually never thought once about that, but now I The am. blowing up part <laughs> yeah. I have, oh, not, okay. not, not getting skewered by part right. of my gun so much. Um, a, that's why you always wear eye pro, but B, it's yes. why I have a pretty... A pretty firm personal rule on not shooting reloaded ammo for that reason. Mm. You know, if it's too hot around or something, or they don't do something right. I mean, anything. You, you get a. Yeah, if I shoot remands, I usually shoot 115 grain. I do. I, I usually shoot 115 almost any, because it's usually just the cheapest. Mm-hmm. I, I've shot 147 before. It doesn't really bother me. It's just usually the cheapest, most available range, uh, you know, full metal jacket range ammo is right. 9mm 115. Um, I think I usually go with like uh, I like I really like Blazer Brass. I've always had mm-hmm. very good experiences with them, or the Remington uh, White and Green box. Yeah, I'm just looking. Hold on. Yeah, it's pretty much everything I have on my shelf is the Remington White and Green box, uh, and the Blazer Brass. Uh, uh, you know, just regular 115 grain. Yeah. And but um, I don't even know what I was talking about now. Talking about ammo, thinking about <laughs> rifle rounds and shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got, uh, plans for the next coming year. We want to like expound on all this, right? We're gaining momentum, you know, um, on the latter part of last year, you had, you had some stuff going on personally. Um, yep. so you're through that now. Yeah. I'm, to I'm totally through it. And now I well. am, like, I, I feel great. Yeah. I feel the, I feel. Yeah. Hell, we were going to go out in the backyard and wrestle before yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I did when I was 25. I'm well, you're 31 like, now. Oh, I was going to say, like, I was like, like 26. I was like, are you 27? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really not that big of a yeah, job. No, but 31. Yeah. I feel yeah. goddamn amazing. I feel like we're the, see, I don't, <laughs> but um, I, I've been worse. So I guess I'm trending upward. All right, which is man. Good. All right. Um, but no, uh, honestly, stuff like I, I really want to get into, and we're talking like force on force. Yep. I'd like to either take a class or I know we talked about getting like just airsoft guns and doing some stuff together. Um, I also kind of want to get into like hand to hand stuff, like combatives. Yeah. Um, not necessarily anything super duper crazy. I don't think maybe I love it and just want to jump straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I haven't been punched in the face in a while I and mean, yeah, I could really use a good ass kicking. You know, uh, my, my brother's really into this. 
Mm, like, I'm like not there hand, yet. Hand to hand. I'm not there yet. Nope. Like he's <laughs> super. If you want to be punched in the face, I can call him right now. <laughs> you can just do it yourself. I mean, that's really. Yeah. Always, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things you don't really need to seek out professional help yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> you can just. I can. I can cut costs by punching myself in the face. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, um, you know, that kind of thing, hand to hand stuff is it's interesting. I know a lot of people uh, kind of discount it because they don't think they're going to use it. Um, and maybe you won't. Um, but maybe you will. I, I think it's, uh, and I, and I'm not obviously in law enforcement. I work in, in finance, but, uh, seeing some of the videos, um, I think for anybody who's taking personal protection very seriously, uh, I think it's, I want to say it's either, it's like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Brazilian yeah, uh, yeah. jiu-jitsu yeah, Bra- that jiu-jitsu. does like the, the grappling, grappling and wrestling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Because it, in it's my a, it's opinion, it's a you, submission wrestling. Yeah, that's probably what you're most likely to get involved in. If there's a firearm and you guys start fighting for it or something, like that's probably the most applicable real world. And I think that's why a lot of people train in that. Um, you're starting to see a lot more law enforcement go that way. Uh, it's also why I think you should see even more law enforcement go that way. I saw a video the other day of a guy, <clears throat> um, big old dude, big mm-hmm. fat guy, cop, uh, get shot Ooh. by a uh, a very overweight. Uh, black woman that he was trying to arrest tased her for probably like a good minute and she still managed to get into her car and pull her gun and pop him in like the chest shoulder something like mm. he got shot mm. and then he was just like down for the count right. like didn't um he may have returned fire she drove away so if he did return fire it didn't do very much mm. you know but that's the kind of thing like i and and even that aside I think the activities like this are incredibly therapeutic, uh, you know, mentally and physically. Uh, just mm-hmm. like we were, we were talking about, again, we were talking before the pod. Like, I go to the gym three nights a week now, yep. um, you know, working out, lifting weights, um, starting to build uh, the cardio up and try and running more and stuff. Cause that's, um, well, cardio isn't like the best thing for um, burning fat, actually lifting weights is because it, that keeps the cycle going in your body for two or three days after the fact cardio is like just the immediate time after I feel like having good cardio is necessary, you know, for, yeah, um, absolutely. So when I was in the service, um, I mean, I think everyone just mutually hates cardio, but we all acknowledge, I can, I wholeheartedly agree with <laughs> <yeah>. that statement, <laughs> but like everyone, you know, at least that I served with acknowledges the incredible importance of having solid cardiovascular fitness yeah. well because it i think that's like the biggest component to like your endurance and your stamina yeah. you know yeah i mean how, how the fuck are you gonna get to the fight fight and then leave the fight if you know if you don't have good cardio like you got to be able to run around move carry your gear or even if you know this is not a military setting let's say you're just a family man mm-hmm. you know and, and something happens like you, you need that you need that wind. You know, yep. if you're fucking out of breath in 30 seconds, like, dude, your uh, chances for making it out of this shitty a situation. Positive outcome. Yeah, like, it, it's, like, steadily it's a pretty declining. steep decline. Right, and, that's, man. And, and shit, you know, honestly, if you don't even get into the combatives part of it, um, a lot of situations, I would say, would probably be serviced well or, you know, um, by just being in good health and good fitness and having yeah, the ability yeah. to do that, you know, um, like – we're talking going, going rocking yep. and literally anybody can do that it's free throw yeah. some like what 30 pounds of weight in a backpack yeah, yeah. and go walk around for right. a couple hours yeah like and you don't need a lot of money to do it dude you can find a goddamn rock put a fucking rock in a backpack and walk yeah. it might be know. more comfortable to get a sandbag I, but uh, right right yeah i mean there, <laughs> there are ways of making it you know more comfortable of course yeah. but i guess the point i'm making is 
Like, don't make fucking excuses. Well, and I think that the nice part with that, too, is it gets you outside, right? Right. You know, whereas a lot of this, you know, um, BJJ training and stuff, it's all indoors. Not not exclusively, but, yeah. you know, most of the time. You can go out rucking and hiking. Um, and, if, and if the lockdowns with COVID have really shown us anything, it's that we i think as a as a as a culture i mm-hmm. guess uh as an american people to put i guess a, a pretty to paint it in a broad brush uh, we severely undervalued just being able to go outside mm-hmm. and interact with each other yeah. you know cuz and we kind of saw you know this, uh, a lot of these companies you know zoom and microsoft teams and all this stuff really dude the uh, zoom stock holy oh, shit oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh skype all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, you can keep in touch with Skype calls. It'll be fine." It's not the same, right? You know, it's really not. Right. You know, um, when I like I say, I went that whole month of November, and then basically I went six or seven weeks, maybe even eight weeks, without seeing my parents. You know, and like that was rough, man. And like I don't have one of those touchy feely relationships with my parents. Like I don't call my mom or my dad every day to tell them what's going on. Some people do. Um, I genuinely like I got I got fucked up when I saw my my parents for the first time. Like, I was happy to see him. I got mm-hmm. you know hugs all around. You know got emotional mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and because it was Christmas, you know, and I think that's the kind of thing that, um, I guess not being able to get outside and do stuff kind of just amplifies all those feelings and stuff. The depression sets in and seasonally yeah. and you know, that and. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you were, we keep talking about it. We're definitely going to get out there. Uh, look at the rocking stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the land nav piece of it is huge for me. Cause I've been wanting to do that for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, learn that, get out there, do that, address those issues, do some episodes on that and probably multiple. I'm thinking it's a pretty big topic. We can do, you know, a lot of stuff that's involved with that videos for the Instagram page. And that's honestly, the Instagram has been something that I'm, uh, we're working on you know, growing and just, I guess, uh, adding some depth to it, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not just one thing, it's not just pictures of gear or, uh, videos of dry firing and stuff, just, you know, adding some, some depth to what's going on with that and, uh, growing there. Um, and possibly even in the next year, um, expanding the team, you know, adding somebody else to our, uh, what do we call this? Our hangout session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, adding another person to be like included in the uh, the production of creational content or something. Um, I don't know. That's probably the worst way to put it, honestly. But I mean, you're know, so open to it. Uh, you know, probably if we did, I'm assuming it'd probably be somebody with like a separate skill set from like what you or I have. Mm-hmm. Mostly you. My skills are. Um, I'm good at administrative stuff. You are. You're actually and, really good at it. And, um, <laughs> and uh, that's actually where it ends. You know, so um, it be, so be additional skills to you, <laughs> um, or you know, just keep doing what we're doing. I like. I'm I'm happy with the direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I think the biggest thing, if I look at it from when we first started. To now that I, that I was committed to then, and I'm still committed to now, uh, is not taking the shortcuts um, and um, falling into some. I feel like some of these pitfalls that you see with people that try to be influencers or podcasters or YouTubers, especially. Um, and, and there's so much like stuff that that really touches on. Um, like we just, uh, you know, last couple of weeks we've been working on this, uh, on the partnership, the sponsorship with Eclipse holsters, right? 
great company, great people, super happy about it. Okay. It's our first sponsorship. What I will say is it's not the first time I was contacted by, uh, and actually, um, it was not the first time that I, I had discussions with companies on sponsorship. Uh, I will say that in all of the previous, um, interactions, they reached out, um, through, you know, Instagram, uh, or Facebook and, uh, I get, and it's not, it was telling like a personal thing. It's not a dig against the other companies. It's just that, you know, I, I was really set, um, when we talked about this, like there's a right way to do things, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have like, you want to have quality people around you, mm-hmm. whether that's like your partners or people here on the team, you know, the products. Like, I don't want to just, Hey, go buy these shirts and hats from this company because they give me money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I feel like a lot of people on YouTube throw that around and it's kind of like a humble brag. Like I don't just do this for anybody or I give an unbiased review of these yeah. products. Um, Here's the thing, dude. Like, if, if you're getting a free fucking gun, yeah. your review is not biased, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will say, like, well, you know, they didn't give them any type of money for it. But it's like, you just got a free fucking gun. That, that The compensation is there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and like, you know, with Eclipse, I was a consumer with them before we had this partnership. I use their products. My wife used their products, and we were both happy with it. That's how I felt comfortable doing this. You know, and I can't say enough nice things about the interactions I've had. It's been great. Um, and that's what's important. You know, I I feel like, especially today in the way the world is, you know, um, I'm thinking mostly just like a social media and stuff. Uh, your word, in my opinion, means everything. You know, so if I'm telling you, hey, you should go hire so-and-so for this job or you should buy this mm-hmm. for these reasons, like I'm telling you, like I'm putting my name on that and that's right to me that's that's huge you know so I don't want to just like jump in bed with whatever company comes along because it might be lucrative you mm-hmm. know mm. I think we have enough of that especially in the 2A industry right now dude think of all I mean just like all the stuff on YouTube we see uh these people jump out there and like oh yeah this is a great idea you know and it's like these are great products and we wholeheartedly endorse them and it's like some goofy take on a site Right. Or even iron right. sights or um those goofy uh like what's it called? It's like the 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 foregrip for an AR fifteen, but it sits like parallel to the barrel instead of underneath it. And you saw a couple of people oh, like, yeah, it was like a yeah. monkey monkey's fist yeah. grip or something. Is it a super weird product and you saw a handful of people like wholeheartedly endorse that and like really push it. I'm like this is weird. Like, I don't think yeah, that this that's is. Not my thing, man. Well, that's, I think, kind of why you saw it die, too, is it's right. like you had a bunch, you had a handful of people really come out guns blazing, like, this is an awesome product. And it's like, well, if it, in my opinion, if it really was, it would have caught on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what, more often than not, with stuff like that, that's like, oh, we fill this void in the, you know, the market that doesn't exist right now. And it's like, well, but did it need to be filled? Right. <laughs> is it really? Do I have to yeah. do that? You know, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's creative and new and different. Nobody has this. Like, <laughs> but did you maybe stop to think yeah. why? Yeah. Like just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, and I, and I think that it, when a successful business model, it's just like you don't, need, you don't necessarily have to find something that's not being done. You just have to find either a way to improve upon it or do it better. Um, and I think customer service is a huge 
part of that, uh, especially mm-hmm. right now with everything that's going on. Uh, gun companies, ammo companies, holster companies, gear companies can't keep up with the demand. Right, um, which is a good thing for the 2A community. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think that a lot of companies, you're starting to see, uh, they're, they're starting to waver. They're starting to have issues because they their customer service infrastructure uh, isn't, isn't there. Right. You know, and that's huge. Uh, well, I think the other, the unfortunate side of it is now people are, are, that are getting into, uh, into this, this kind of thing are starting to consider options. They probably shouldn't be like, Oh, I'll just save some money and get some cheaper gear. I'll just save some money and get this airsoft brand stuff off of Amazon. Like the, um, the, the, we call it the, the med pouch that T-Rex arms makes, right. That goes on their belt. Right. I found for like 10 or 15 bucks cheaper, the exact same pouch on Amazon yeah. made by some other made company. Made by some fucking douchebag out of China. Like yeah. That, that shit Intellectual pisses thefts. me off, dude. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the crappy part is like companies like that, they pop up and just, you know, do yeah. shit like this. You yeah. Can, I don't want to partner with something like that. You no. do your research, figure out who you're basically representing yeah intellectual property theft uh, that, that shit's not cool yeah it's becoming a much larger issue too i think especially because you're starting to see like nylon gear take off even more um things like uh like the placards like the clip-in placards for plate carriers plate carriers themselves yeah. even um belts uh mag pouches and stuff <laughs> yeah. like I, that i feel like any piece of gear that was made or that is made in the U.S., you can always find a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> That's but my advice cheaper. is, like, don't do it. Yeah. At least have some goddamn patriotism. You know? Well, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I mean, don't just do it. it to save the money, right? You know, I mean, there's a little bit more to it, uh, especially because typically it's cheaper materials. That's how they justify the cost savings, <laughs> right? which then means it's more than likely it's going to fail under stress. So am I saying you can only buy, you should only buy American-made clothing? I mean, it would be nice, but no. I mean, if your T-shirt rips, your T-shirt rips, you know. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, if you're a medical kit that's housing life-saving materials, rips off your belt when you're jumping out of a vehicle, yeah. and 200 yards down the road, you realize you need it, kind of yeah, screwed. Yeah. Or like, one of the things I really, that I really wish they would... I don't use the term police, but like monitor better, you know, on like Amazon is uh, like tourniquets. Like Mm. if the cat tourniquet, which is in my opinion, um, like the gold standard right now. I think a lot of people really like the cat tourniquet. Yeah, I think so. Um, If those are, you find them for about 25, 30 bucks, somewhere in that range usually. um, Why would you then buy something that looks exactly like it? Exactly like it for $8. And think that it's going to be just as good. And that's life-saving equipment. That's, yeah. And people are like, well, it'll be just as it'll be just as good. It'll be okay. Like, no, dude. What? I'll tell you what. I'll shoot you in the leg, and then we'll see which one is just as good. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I think don't this is, take the uh, gamble on life-saving. Right. Save your money somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a, a nice philosophy, I feel like. this The year's worth of doing these podcasts has really solidified with me is quality over quantity. Oh, I definitely got the quantity figured out. I've wasted a lot. Well, of yeah, money. that's how I lived the first, you know, 
30 years of my life was yeah. <laughs> quantity and now like like no man that shit's yeah, i was I actually watching uh one of those uh triarch system videos on youtube and one of the guys i think it's kevin ross that they were interviewing mm-hmm. who's like one of their endorsed uh instructors or something uh had, it's something one of his buddies said was i'm um i'm too poor to be cheap and it's like <laughs> too poor to be cheap what then you realize that you know like yeah if you buy cheap gear you're just going to keep replacing it and spending more and more and more money yeah that's um, usually what happens and yeah i mean the immediate appreciation's there right like hey i have this piece of gear now and i save money hooray but if you would have spent more you would have just been done there and like you yeah. spend more uh up front right? right your cost is like in business i think in, in like the business world we call it front loading right yeah you pay all of your cost up front versus spreading it out over time. And typically with most things, if you pay up front, your vendor, whoever will give you a markdown, right? Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll give, they'll cut you a deal if they get everything up front. Same thing with this. Like yep. if you take the long, the long payment plan, you're going to pay more money. It's just like if you take five years to pay off your vehicle versus 10 years, yeah, you might have a lower monthly payment for 10 years, yeah, but, but you're yeah, going to, that interest total, rate's going to yeah, get man. you in the end. <laughs> You know, uh, or like your your mortgage. That's why everybody refis and you know Dude, you do thirty years yeah, refi yeah. to a twenty or twenty five, and it's like, hey, you're gonna save yourself twenty seven thousand yeah. dollars in life, or, or thirty five thousand dollars in life for your loan, and it's like, but I'm only doing you know it's only this much money a month. It's like, yeah, but it's that much money a month for how many months right. over those right. the difference in years? You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep, so. Yep. And and it's like crazy. People don't look at it that way. They just look at what my monthly payment's going to be. And sometimes there's a there's a reason. If you don't make that much money, then you need a lower monthly payment, and you yeah you find that balance. Or you bought a house just so you could fix it up and then sell it. Really yeah. wish I would have done that at some point. I had a couple opportunities too, and I'm like, man, I could have made some real money. <laughs> but alas, you know, hindsight being 2020, you know. So I mean. Uh, yeah, we got. There's a lot of stuff we want to do in the next year, um, opportunity-wise. Uh, honestly, the one we were just talking about with, uh, you know, with Ryan and everything, I that that one just came to us. We didn't have to seek that one out, right? Which was really nice. Um, but it affords you know the opportunity to do some things, um, maybe help some people, which is cool. Um, you know, I think it's it, it's uh, a, a real good indication that we're doing some of the right things. Um, if this was, a, if, if people thought this was a joke and didn't take it seriously, I doubt they'd be reaching out and contacting, you know, asking for, for help and stuff like that. So it's, I'm happy, you know, with where we're at, um, you know, next steps. I just, uh, we'll see what happens with it. We got best laid plans, right? Yeah. Um, and we'll see how that all works out. Hopefully, I hope to God this COVID thing just goes away in the next 90 days or something. I know that's asking for a lot. I really do. But I think yeah. if we if we see the COVID restrictions here in Michigan ease, um, we'll be able to, you know, get out there and start doing a lot more. Well, I don't know. We'll see about that, man. I think, like, Italy just fucking shut down again or something like, you know. Oh, seriously? Yeah, because a new fucking strain in Europe is... You know, causing turmoil and I don't know, man. I, I don't want to give my hopes but, but up. But there's a new strain <laughs> of the flu every season too. And right? it's like, you yeah. know, the, I don't know. Honestly, I I feel like we're getting close though. I mean, if we had states fully reopen and even like Texas, and I think there's a couple other ones that got rid of the masks and everything too. I think we're, yeah. 
we're on the way. Plus, we're hope so. the we're the manufacturing point for a lot of these uh, vaccines. So, hopefully, that's that means that we're like you know mm-hmm. doing the right things. Yeah, and, and it worked. Yeah. And, and plus, Italy's like the size of you know one state here. Not to talk shit on Italy, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's like oh, there's an outbreak here. That's like saying there's an outbreak in New York or whatever. Like, right. yeah, hey, that sucks. We can you can find ways to work around it, you know. And unfortunately, because I think with the European countries, you know, like they're smaller sizes and the borders and everything, and they're all everybody's all interconnected. It's a little bit harder to control and contain. Where here we have that same kind of setup, but it's all the states reporting up to a federal government. We're over there. Each one of those separate states are well, I mean, like, their own they, federal they have, entities. They have the so. European Union and shit like that. But. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about all the stuff the European Union's got right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, it, it is. I'm not a big fan, but you know, I think uh, if I you know get out to an outdoor range in the next year, um, that's a big. I want to start going back to the range on the regular. And I think the local one is starting to re-expand hours again because um, they had a wait list the last time I checked to get mm-hmm. in. And I'm like, I'm not going to bother with this. Um, and, you know, schedule my life around hopefully getting called to run up to the range right. for half an hour. Um, so, yeah, it's a local range. I do – I would like to look at bringing on a new team member, but we'll see. Um, and we got new content coming out. Um, so, Yeah. You know what? That's 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 what. Uh, I'm not gonna get into super super detailed on it, but there's plans. There's a lot of stuff we both want to do um, for the next year, and I I think we're we're well on our way to start uh, addressing some of those, and you know it should be good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's gonna so, be fun. That's absolutely. that's the whole point. If it's not fun, then why the fuck do we do it? So. Uh, it's not for the money. I will confirm that right now. <laughs> It's definitely not for the money. Um, wait, so. wait, you get money? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's definitely not for the money. Uh, no, it's for it's fun, and this is it's like a passion project. When people ask me, I'm like, yeah, it's like a passion project. They yeah, don't make it's, money off yeah, it. Yeah, it's legitimately just for fun. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna keep on keeping on, you know, and uh, we'll see what we'll see. So, thanks for checking it out this week, guys. We'll be back next week with more. And as always, get out there and train and be prepared.